Welcome to No Apology with Chris and Emily Danielson. We are your broadcast friends talking about all of life from a biblical worldview to help you through your day. Your day or your week or your month or your year. Things are getting really draining and weary so far. This is episode 222. Is it really? Of what used to be known as the Bible Idiots podcast, and now it's No Apology with the Bible Idiots. Soon, just to be No Apology. And this is our Friday edition. Normally, it is Thursday, 327 Central, as we start recording. And we're going to start doing it by episode number. That's another thing from the consultants. (laughs) We have to number these things? No, they automatically are numbered in almost every... Everybody goes by a numbered episode podcast. Really? Yeah. And see, we are so caught up in in terrestrial (laughs) broadcasting, doing bits, doing things that way, that to switch over to more of a storytelling, more of the podcast, that's what... That's what the listeners are saying they want. Didn't the consultants tell you that like at the 200 episode mark, your co-host needs a raise? Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, what of of all the donations that come in, what percentage of zero did you want? (laughs) Because I'll give you whichever one you want. I joke. It's a labor of love. It's still a volunteer effort at this point, but at BibleIdiots.com, you can change that if you'd like. A handful of these small $100, $200 gifts that have come in have made a huge difference. They you really know, have. because It's you just know, a shot in the arm because you know, we do we have expenses. We need to buy notebooks to write little notes to ourselves. <laughs> and, and other expenses. A yes. three-prong cord over $20. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, it yeah. is our normal Friday. Friday podcast, Friday, uh, Friday yeah. episode, but we're calling it episode 222 because that's what it is. And again, it's Thursday afternoon. We're recording it. We're not posting, you know, we're, I'm not going to have them drop at certain days. Once we record them, we're just throwing them out there. That's how I'm okay. doing it from now on. You are so. so random at times. I know. I'm just trying to. F- I kind of like that about you. I've been though. trying to find my sea legs with this for the year and a half we've been doing it. <laughs> oh, and really? Yeah, that Monday through Friday thing just did not catch on. This three days a week does, and it's weird. Some days the long form, some weeks the long form teaching blows everything away, and then like five weeks in a row it won't. The Monday, you know, the Chris and Emily show, the the Monday Friday ones, mm-hmm. they seem to get the most traction. So I don't know what's going on. All I know is we're trying to be faithful with what God's given. Us. This is episode 222. It's Thursday, 3.29 p.m. now, and we've wasted two full minutes to get into whatever <laughs> Emily has planned. I don't have anything planned other than, you know, by the time Friday rolls around, I am just exhausted. Now I'm over 50. Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, um, trust me, they know. <laughs> by the time... Yeah, You're not no. fooling anybody, okay? <laughs> we have to buy paper and pencils yet. Um, let's see, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Friday, I'm just exhausted, I'm wiped, and I, and I get to a point where I have to be really careful about what I say, both to people standing in front of me, or someone on Facebook, or when I'm sending... I had to send some emails today from work, and it was like, I got to reword that because that just doesn't make any sense because yeah. I'm tired by the time Friday rolls around and I start getting short, you know? Well, the other thing is by this time we've always, you know, we've already had Ooh. issues with somebody. What oh, was that? Oh, of course. That's me just exhaling all the stress. Oh, really? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a bird got caught in the <laughs> exhaust or something. <laughs> 
letting it all scared out. me there for Sorry. a minute. But usually by the end of the week too, that's when you it rolls around to the fact that we've been dealing with a lot of things, whether it be family members, oh, whether yeah. it be friends, whether it be uh, church members in need, and there's so much that you want to do in a loving way, but then there's some trying things, and you have to look at forgiveness. You have to look at what is God actually telling us yeah. to do, especially in these dark times. Yeah, and that's the whole point of no apology with the Bible idiots is to push back the that's darkness. That's kind of what I was getting at. That's easier to do on a Monday than it is on a Friday. <laughs> so <laughs> helps to get into God's word, right? Yeah. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Isn't yeah. that, I love that. Like, okay, let's just remember what reality is. Remember who Christ is. And it just immediately changes your perspective. And you can find joy even in the midst of being tired, worn out, mm-hmm. having negative things thrown at you, whatever it is. Uh, just being in God's word, being focused, have your face just set like flint yep. toward the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you want to do. You say that. You say that's what you want to do. Sometimes we have a hard time doing that. Do you have a story when you have had to like just overcome some huge problem with some semblance of peace and tranquility well, and forgiveness told, and it's okay? I, I have told many stories about when we've had to forgive others. Yeah. But... I haven't told a story, well, I haven't told it recently, and maybe I've never told it in a microphone, uh, about when I needed to be forgiven for something oh, that, okay. that happened to, that I did oh, or that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was responsible. And I kept thinking that if you brought up the forgiveness topic, that maybe we could tell the story of the ice sculpture bride and the misplayed song. Is that a movie? No. You, 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 I, <laughs> What Do you remember that, that venue off Highway 13, just south of St. Paul? Yeah. That really expensive venue. Remember? Yeah. Oh. I've told that story many yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 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 You want me to yeah. tell that one? You're going to have to preface it because okay. I know where we are, well, but I don't think I anybody else more, is. If I say more, that'll give away okay. the, big, the big crescendo oh, ending. sorry, sorry. I, I got to set the table I know what here. you're talking about now. Okay, good. Good. But it's been a while since I've told it you has. the story. Okay. It has. Well, if we're going to talk about being forgiven yes and asking for forgiveness this is a story that is both related to a wedding and a business and personalities and so i've got to take you back to 1991 twin oh, cities I minnesota i thought you were gonna say sicily <laughs> sicily 1922 no yeah 1991 the twin cities minneapolis st paul i am running a mobile dj company i'm the general manager of a mobile dj service and our kids are little and i'm grinding for every dollar i'm hustling <laughs> everywhere i can you remember those you days are- making millions no, but i no. loved you we had 15 <laughs> systems and what a system was was it was the amplifiers it was the speakers it was the mobile dj unit that would go to weddings i'm sure you've all seen those mobile dj setups now they're Nowadays, smaller in yeah, years. <laughs> nowadays, it's a laptop. Okay, right, right. Still, you still have to have the amp, the speakers, and all of those oh, right. things. Again, it's much more, you know, DJ in a box than it was back then. But what we had done, what would set us apart, was we weren't playing records. We were doing everything on cassette tape, and we were doing everything else on CDs, kind of together, kind of merged together. It was that transfer type of place and we had uh, i had about 30 to 35 part-time djs working for me many of them were up and coming entertainers they worked at the theater when and they would be available for three weeks between plays i mean did any become famous i don't know (laughs) maybe 
But we had a lot of different things going on with this mobile DJ company. And what I would do is I would sell all these parties and weddings and stuff like that. That's what my job was. And then on Friday and Saturday nights, I would throw a couple spare amps in my trunk and I'd drive around with my pager. And I had I had units, usually 10 to 15 units. Sometimes we had all 15 out, but at least 10 every weekend all across the Twin Cities metro area, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and all the suburbs. And there's a big difference in playing the Minnetonka Yacht Club in the Rice Street VFW, okay? <laughs> but I would book them both. And sure. there are literally 50 stories coming out of what I used to see because my job every Friday and Saturday night was to go to all these parties that I had booked and just check on them to make sure things were going good. Yeah. What could go and, wrong at a party? <laughs> and, and, and if an amp went out or something, they'd page me. Oh, yeah. And, or beat me. You, you remember that? We didn't yes. even have cell phones. Yes, And would sprint over to a, a payphone and call them back and check out what was going on and or just get over there. Well, there was this venue with this very well-to-do family that their only daughter was getting married. Okay. And the thing that we used to offer was I would script out the first 10 songs uh, with the bride, usually the bride and groom, but mostly the bride. I mean, let's be honest. That's what's happening here. And when did they want to have the hokey pokey? When did they want to have the chicken dance and all of those (laughs) things, if they wanted to have them? And it was that personal care that made us so successful. It's the... Chicken dance, hokey pokey care. Yeah, yeah. That's what people and really are anchoring with. So yes. we would sell we would sell a four hour show and two hours of dinner music for six hundred bucks. Ooh, and that's actually a pretty good price. Well, now. nowadays, back yeah. then, it was a little bit on the spendy side. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, going rate you know, was about four, four. If you want so. the hokey pokey scheduled at a very specific look, time, look, it's going to cost you. There were some uh, <laughs> bride and grooms that wanted enough music to take care of the country people, the rock people, the classic rock. You, it, this is harder than what it sounds. And when you coach them through this process, which I did for a year and a half sure. during during this gig, it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So they really liked it, and they had heard good things about it, and they came to us. And so what we would do is we would have these auto-reverse cassette decks. And the auto-reverse cassette deck, if you don't know what that is, is that a cassette would play for like 60 minutes, and then it would just play the other side without having to flip the tape over. Right, it would turn it around, yeah. Right, and so the two-hour dinner music was Kenny G or a collection of some other different dinner music type things. So two hours of dinner music, then a two hour show. I hope this isn't taking too long to get there, but stay with me here. No, I'm interested. This is all very relevant to the yes. story. When does Lawrence Welk show up? <laughs> he doesn't. Because <laughs> oh. if he would have, we wouldn't have the problems I'm about to explain. Anywho, so we have two hours of Kenny G playing, and the and its uh, cassette deck is doing its auto-reverse thing. Never, ever been a problem before, because most people are smart enough to reset it when they start the four-hour show. Now, the first song, I don't even remember what it was, but that was the father-daughter dance, and everybody is dressed to the nines. There's ice sculptures everywhere. I mean, this was when $20,000 was a lot of money. This was a twenty dollars to $25,000 reception, Okay. okay? Okay. And so they've got everybody you know around the dance floor a couple hundred people and the lighting is just i mean high-end lighting on this dance floor and the big reveal yeah and and dad has his dance with the daughter and then they transition into song number two and song number two is the handoff to the groom and the song she had chosen was from the pretty woman soundtrack and it was the song fallen Okay. You know, oh, we've fallen in love, blah, 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 blah. Sure. And this was their song. This was the one that brought them together. 
he said with a tear in his eye. So, it wasn't the hokey pokey. No, no, okay. no. That that's much later during the <laughs> okay. the dance that you are selling here, Emily. Now my guy sets it up. And yep. he's got the script. He's got the 10-song script. And then he's got the idea that you're supposed to do a little country, then a little rock, and then the you know hokey pokey, and then all that after yeah. those 10 songs. Because by that time, the bride and groom are usually tired and off the dance floor in general terms. Sure. So their part of the night is now for their, their guests, right? But this is still the premium moment. This is the moment at the end of dinner. The song plays, the light's shining, and it's time for dad to hand off to the groom his little girl and instead of resetting the cassette deck it was auto reversed so when he did the little turn of the knob to get the song queued up so that it would start when he hit play it sounded like it was the right song to my dj whose name was mark i don't remember his last name but i never remember his name was mark and if you know the pretty woman soundtrack there's another song on there so he thinks he's playing fallen but he's not (laughs) And so he starts the second song and the handoff happens to the groom and the bride starts going nuts. She starts pointing and screaming. She's now standing with her hands on her hips and she's hollering and the best man gets mad. He comes running over and starts beating on the DJ booth. And, and Mark, the DJ, he's he's like, what, 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 what? And so he pots it down and that's when the show came to a screeching halt. That's when he called me panicking saying, they're going to lynch me if you don't get here right <laughs> yeah, away. I was yeah. like, 10 minutes away and i got there and it was all because the second song was auto reversed so what second song came through the speakers i don't remember which song you said it was it must have been love but it's over now (laughs) (laughs) it must have been love but it's over now whoopsie yeah that's going through the speakers for a good 20 to 30 seconds because it sounds like a love song even though the words are horrible nice slow melody yeah so when i get there i mean we are talking sad faces all around okay (laughs) and i come walking in and the ice sculptures are melting by this point (laughs) but it's still a pretty impressive place and i walk over and i realize i'm told what's happened and I, i i grab the microphone and i walk and we had a cordless mic at that time so i walked out towards the middle of the dance floor and i got the bride and the groom together with with the father out there and i just said you know what maybe we'll all laugh about this someday but let's this is the song that they've chosen everybody big round of applause for the bride and groom and he started playing fallen and there was the handoff and it and it went on and as i'm walking out the bridesmaids and the best man and the mother of the groom they were all praising me for how well i put back humpty dumpty kind of salvaged it yeah yeah uh, two days after the honeymoon was over, about uh, nine days later, the bride and her dad <laughs> had not let it go. Okay. They had other opinions. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm asking for, you know, forgiveness. We did the best we could. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a heartbreaking mistake. Maybe you can look on it as like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, if we give you your $600 back and they're like, that won't make any difference. Oh. And I said, well, then I'll keep the $600. Yeah, okay. You know, the business could use it. We paid the DJ. I mean, you know, and that made them even more mad. See, there was nothing that could be done. And so I asked them, I said, how about you look in your heart and you're hearing us ask you for forgiveness. We did everything we could. We're willing to comp the show. We're willing to do everything. And they just needed a pound of flesh. They yelled at me for about 30 minutes 
minutes and she cried about three different times and then they got up and left the office and I did refund their money and never heard from them again. But I never felt like they forgave us. No, no. It's like maybe they needed to get that off their chest or whatever, but literally what am I supposed to do? You know, this was something that, well, other than tell the story for 25 years because it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't turn back time, number one. Number two, it wasn't malicious. Like no one was trying to do anything horrendous. I mean, it's not like the DJ, you know... Speak now or forever hold your peace. Stood up and said, "Hey, wait, wait! I don't think these two should get married." You know, <laughs> I know what I mean? I know. Like that, I can understand you kind of maybe carrying a grudge for a while. Yeah, it was a, it was it, right. No one was being malicious. And you want to know something? Point. Some of the saddest weddings I've ever been at were some of the most well-to-do places. Yeah. You know, the blue collar at the VFW or at the American Legion; those were always just good old folks just having a good time. Or at a in a barn yeah, like your daughter yeah. well my daughter's <laughs> wedding with the barn was was the best of my lifetime yeah. no question but the reality is is that we i've watched i've watched parents just sad as their rock and roll children are getting so hammered and dresses are being ripped and people are just making fools of themselves. Oh, yeah, and, you've seen and that then the, And then there's too, you know yeah. two groomsmen that are fighting because they're only on the groomsmen because she, he he was her brother and, and yeah, he was yeah. his best friend. and yeah. I mean, just crazy stuff that I saw in the year and a half that I ran this company. It bring, weddings bring out the worst in people. They really it's, do. It's weddings a, it was and a funerals, crazy thing. people get like way bent out of shape. Yeah. Well, I remember the police chief of St. Paul's daughter was getting married to the one of the higher up, not the captain, not the chief of the fire department of, uh, I think it was Brooklyn Center or Woodbury. Okay, one, one of the suburbs. One of the suburbs. Fire department. Yeah. And, you know, firemen and the police, they usually get along. Yeah. But not, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the competition was was stout that night. It was quite the, I mean, like I say, there's, there's 30, 40 different events yeah. that we had over the year and a half. I ran that company that I could tell you about, but that, uh, I sculpture bride and the misplayed song. It must've been love, but it's over now. It's that still, that's yeah. still number one. Far and and the, the question I have in my heart is maybe now there's forgiveness or, right. you know, or is it always that stupid DJ mark yeah, for yeah. the rest of their life? Right. Well, what are they going to get out of that? Right. What are they really going what to do you get have to out gain of that? And how will it make you happy by, by carrying that? Yeah. Good yeah. Question. Matthew 5, 7 says the merciful are blessed for they will be shown mercy. Mm. Mark eleven twenty five says, and wherever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven may also forgive you you your wrongdoing in other words forgiveness begats forgiveness it's a spirit love mercy act humbly yes there's a time for justice yes there's a time to pursue justice there's even a time to judge rightly but in the spirit of forgiveness that's where jesus really just sings in our heart to make some of these things in life just not seem like that big of a deal anymore hold no record of wrong as much as you are able and let me tell you something you're not so you need (laughs) jesus to be there for you and the spirit is able where the flesh is weak the spirit is able and that my friends is the best way to live this weekend it really is when our kids got to those points in life where something big was gonna happen like you know, a wedding or whatever, I would tell them same thing, every kid, every time, look, even if all this goes horribly wrong, 
it's going to be a good day because yeah. you're getting married or you're getting or you're graduating mm-hmm. or you're do whatever you're doing that whatever you're accomplishing. That's the important thing. And it really paid off because I remember when our daughter got married, they decided to have communion in front of the to, their first communion together. Mm-hmm. In front of the congregation, and and they had a little loaf of bread, and the pastor broke off a piece and gave one to each of them, and they took it, but he broke off a pretty good-sized chunk for them. They're just chewing up there. As they started into it, they realized the whole place is going to be watching us chew for a while. (laughs) So they did, and pretty soon the bride started laughing, and then the groom started chuckling, and then the congregation was all smiles as well. And it was a fun memory. It was a good memory. It wasn't, that pastor should know how much leaven bread for communion you know, I, I know. don't know you know and you can either be happy about it I just tell it, you no this if they is. paid him $600 they should go get that back <laughs> <laughs> won't make him feel any better but I joke well hey this is what we want you to do we want you to get into God's word we want you to err on the side of forgiveness hold no record of wrong whenever possible and it's amazing how light your journey will be how yeah. your yoke will be easy says the scriptures and that's not easy to do when people are directly hurting you and when you ask for forgiveness and they withhold it that can be really really tough and especially if they claim Christ and then they right. continue to act like that it's just heartbreaking it it's is. just it's just hard heartbreak it's almost like i want to tell him look quit claiming christ christ (laughs) or or you can rest in the fact that you've done everything at that point that god wants you to do and Mm -hmm. you can rest in peace you can sleep the sleep of the just yeah And for all of you legalists out there, please don't send me emails about your stance against wedding dances okay This was this was my time before I went to seminary, before I was, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> Call me and we'll have a beer and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. <laughs> oh, we better sign off and have a weekend. Yeah, let's we? do that. All I right, think we're getting a little punchy. Best, on behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. That last joke was just to see how many people actually listen to the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.